does your work-life balance feel like a teeter-totter and one kid named work weighs a lot more than the other kid named life? I can relate. Today on Happy Music Teacher, how to get more work-life balance as a music teacher. Hi, and welcome to Happier Music Teacher. Are you a music teacher who has no time, no voice, and you kind of need to pee? I'm Beth Duhon. I'm a Christian, wife, mother, musician, and former stressed hot mess music teacher. I've been there. Join me every week as we work on easy micro actions so that you can be a happier music teacher. Today's Mindset Minute actually comes from the Harvard Business Review, so you know it has to be true. It doesn't come from one specific person's quote. And the mindset is, the busier you are, the more you need quiet time. Now, that feels really counterintuitive to us, and it's hard for me to put into practice, but I will tell you that the more things get crazy at work, um, crazy in home life, whatever type brand of crazy we're looking at that week, the more important it is for me to withdraw and get some quiet some solitude, some intentionality, because it feels like we should double down on the hard work during a busy season. And it feels like we don't, we can't afford any quiet time. We can't afford any margin. But the opposite is true. If I really focus on that and I'm coming rested and centered and whole and free, then when I do have the responsibilities um, that are a little crazy and the situations that are a little bit out of my control, I will come there with a better mindset, kinder, calmer, better, more productive, I feel, and more efficient. So really, you're too busy not to have quiet time and margin. The busier you are, the more you need quiet time. I'll link it in the show notes. I love to meet listeners and Facebook group members in person. Here are two opportunities to meet you in the spring. I'll be presenting at TMEA, Better Boundaries for Private Lessons Teachers. Those dates are February 7th through February 10th. I'll let you know more when I know my exact date and time. And also at the OAKE National Conference, March 14th through March 17th. It's Oak's 50th anniversary, and it's going to be in Chicago. I'm a native Illinoisan. I can't wait. See you there. This week's verse of the day. Mark 1, 35. It was very early in the morning and still dark. Jesus got up and left the house. He went to a place where he could be alone. There he prayed. If there's ever a topic that gets working wives and mothers cranked up, it's the subject of work-life balance. I have heard this pitched every way. I've heard people talk about it like work-life blend. I've heard people talk about it's entirely possible. I've heard people say that it is impossible. I've never heard that question asked of a man. So we really get pretty worked up about work-life balance. I don't even know where I stand on that issue. And for me, maybe it's more about the life balance than the work-life balance. So here are nine thoughts today on work-life balance as a busy music teacher. I'm going to wager for most of us, or at least for me, this November-December season is when it really, the rubber hits the road for elementary music teachers as far as the expectations for performances and our work life go really way up. So instead of focusing on the work part, I'm actually going to focus on the life part. The things that I do that make me feel human uh, when work is just crazy, for lack of a better word. Number one, something that looks like a date with your spouse. Now, 
As we get older, it doesn't have to be a traditional date to, for me to count. It doesn't have to be getting dressed up and booking a sitter. We're kind of past that stage and going out to dinner and doing something fancy. Although that's awesome. Don't get me wrong. I'm there for it. But sometimes something that looks like a date with your spouse is simply getting up early together to have a cup of coffee, going for a walk together, staying up and talking a little bit after the kids are in bed, something like that. But it is not okay to neglect your spouse for two months because it's concert season. So what would it look like to carve out some intentional time 10 minutes of intentional time could feel restorative with your spouse, something that looks like a date. And occasionally, you can't just replace a date. You need to go on an actual date, just like you did when you're dating. It's not okay to make the most important relationship in your life the very bottom of your list. And for my money, nothing, and I mean nothing, makes me feel more human than some time with my husband. The second is contact with your friends. And everyone's friend circle and friend situation is different. But you, once again, when you ignore that part, of course you have friends that you can pick up with in a couple months like nothing ever happened. But should you? So think about easy ways that you can fit that in. And some is always better than none. Could you do a quick text to your friend, something funny? Could you schedule a coffee date? Could you go, you're going on your walk anyway, you walk with a friend. Those little things for me, they just light me up. They're easy, and like I said, you're really not too busy for that. It might be less often than you want, but don't cut that off completely because I think you're going to find that whatever efficiency, in quotes, you gain at work, you're going to lose with feeling like yourself and feel like a human. So genuine contact with your real friends. I've had some experiences this week where um, friends have just casually asked me, how, how are you? And I've given an honest answer. And I, they've been able to pour into me in a way that if I had just said, oh, I'm fine, great, everything's fine, it wouldn't be the same. So it's important to have friends where you can really tell them the hard stuff, the real stuff, have them pour into you and vice versa and take that time. It, it filled me up. Like I said, there's, if you don't have those relationships, let's work on getting those relationships. Female friendship is so important for us. And like I said, I've been in seasons where I have none, but it is much better to be in a season where you have it. There is nothing like a hug and a genuine piece of advice, prayer, kind words, support from a friend. Also, when things are less heavy, it doesn't always have to be, you know, a cry fest. It could actually be doing something fun with your friends because you are still a person and you still need to have fun in your life. Number three, and this is a huge rhythm in my life, is plan a day with no work. I've discussed several times before, mine happens to be Sundays, but there is something about that day that makes the other six days better. And that you could not give me any amount of money to work on that day. It does not matter how far behind I may be. And trust me, I probably am pretty far behind. It is not worth it to me to have that, to skip that day. I feel like your body needs it. Your mind needs it. Your emotions need it. Your spirit needs it. We are not machines who can just work endlessly. And if you skip that and you continue to work through it, I feel like it's going to come out in the seams somewhere. So might as well be intentional about it, lean into it, relax and enjoy it. I feel like it's a gift from God. So try a day a week with no work. And as I've said a lot of times on this podcast and in different interviews, if you can't swing a whole day, if that feels like a fantasy that someone else is living, could you swing an hour with no work? Could you swing maybe an evening with no work? Um, a nap where on a day that you might not normally do that. Think about that in, until you can really build up that stamina muscle for a full day with no work. It has changed who I am as a person and I would not trade it for anything. 
Number four is real food into your home. And my preferred method is grocery pickup. I, my, one of my tells when I can tell that I am really out of balance, not doing well, is when I start eating a lot of garbage. Uh, man cannot live on Chick-fil-A and chips and stuff like that alone. One of my friends who's a little bit of a health nut says, that's not food. And I really kind of agree. That's not food. Now, we've all been there. We've all been in a busy season. But I feel like it affects our mood. I know it affects our health. Uh, it's not where we're supposed to be. So get some real food for grocery pickup. Now, this does not have to be anything intense. I praised rotisserie chickens and bag salads before. That is real food. Fruit that you can rinse off or take with you easily, like a cutie or banana. But if when you're really just starting to live on prepackaged food, fast food, it doesn't feel good. And after a while, it doesn't even feel like a treat anymore. So if you can, get some real food into your house with grocery pickup, even if you have to get some help to prepare it. And I've definitely been there before. There is nothing worse than getting up in front of people for a concert where you feel like you are not your personal best health-wise and you're feeling like your concert black is a little snug and you don't feel 100% confident. So this is a great time, like I said, not a diet, but to feel like you are eating real food that makes you feel good. Number five is worship. Now, there are a couple ways that this can be. I think there are people who feel they can worship out in nature, and I agree. I don't think it's a substitute for meeting in person with your church family. But also, worship as you're going throughout your days. I've noticed lately that when I've had a temptation to listen to other podcasts and stuff, that the Holy Spirit has stopped me. That what I don't really need is more information. I don't need my head more and more education talk, music education. What I really need is to spend some time with some praise and worship and fill in my home with that. So if you haven't considered it, or like I said, once again, start small. Maybe you listen to one praise and worship song in the morning before you start your day or one at night before you go to bed. Or if it's a toss up between a podcast and listening to worship music, maybe you choose that. And on Sunday morning, instead of the extra sleep, taking the time to meet with your church body. Or I've skimped before, if you're going online on a morning that's particularly crazy, it's not the same, but you are filling your cup a little bit. I feel like we are created for worship. We are created for that time. And if you skimp, once again, it's going to come out in the margin somewhere. So build in the time to worship. I always feel better after. It's, it's an emotional release. It's a spiritual release. And I feel we are created to worship. Number six is intentional time with your kid. Now, I will tell you, as a parent of a preteen, almost teen, this is getting more challenging as he grows up. He's more likely to be with his friends for hours than he is with me. And when he was little, he was kind of a captive audience. And now you almost have to book a time. But I've never walked away from intentional time with my son and regretted it. And I would say that for almost everything on this list. So is it all life and less work balance? Yep. And I'm not mad about it. There is not one thing here that I would skip ever. Number seven is moving your body. Once again, I have never regretted coming back from a walk or a workout. Not that I work out, but a walk and thought that it was a bad idea to do that. I'll usually come back with my head more clear. If I've talked with a friend, I feel more connected. I feel more relaxed. I think moving your body every time, you're going to feel better about it. I don't know why the connection's there. I'm sure there's a good scientific reason, but something about moving your body also relaxes your mind. And when it's time to go to sleep at night, if your body is more tired, it will also help your mind tire out a little bit. Sometimes I think if we just have the um, mental stress of our job without the actually moving our body, there's a disconnect there. 
Number eight is doing that house reset or tidy hours, I call it. Kendra Adachi had just a great insight in one of her recent podcasts that your house has cycles. Your house has cycles. So what does that mean? There probably is never one just perfect moment where you are completely caught up. Your groceries are shopped for, your meals are prepped, your laundry is done, everything is perfectly clean. And if you do, in five minutes later, something is going to mess it up and it might be you. So it's much better to think about it in terms of cycles and that there's an ebb and flow depending on the day of the week, depending on what's going on, what's going on with your family. But at least getting your house to your version of a pause, an exhale, a place where you feel good about it, that always makes me feel more balanced. For me, I'm always going to slant towards the life side of work balance and I don't even feel bad about it. Number nine is your version of alone time. It might be that quiet commute that I preach about so much. It could be the intentional artist date that you do via Julia Cameron, the artist way, where you spend a little creative time by yourself uh, doing something you enjoy, maybe something sensory. It could just be plain vanilla alone time like a walk. But it's really super important. Currently, there's a long-term sub in the music position, and she's just a delight. So the music two position is a long-term sub. And to hear her talk about the music classroom is just with such a set of fresh eyes. Um, It's interesting to me. So she is very in tune that the music is repetitive. Uh, She is very in tune with the number of classes that we teach each day and not um, complaining, just observant, if that makes sense. Um, So in case you have forgotten, we teach a whole lot of students in one week. Uh, The Music 2 teacher and I in one week will see 900 students, 900 individual students. Our songs, let's see, if you teach a school-wide song six times a day times five days a week, you are teaching that song and hearing it 30 times that week. And that's only if you do it one time. What happens if you start doing repetition? Look out. It's all over. So for that reason, I feel like we almost just need to... The reason I feel so fanatical about the doubling down on the life balance part of work balance is because the music teacher part of it can be so draining. And not always just because, oh, it's a negative thing. No, it can be positive things. You're getting lots of hugs, you're, so, but lots of physical touch, right? Um, you're using your voice a lot, which I struggle with this um, fall. A lot of things are just use up a lot. So I feel like when you're using up that much, you need to replenish. Finally, and this is a bonus tip, number 10, build in some time for grooming. Nothing makes me feel more grouchy or more out of balance than when I feel like I'm not very groomed and I look like a troll. When the nails are raggedy, um, when the eyebrows are overdue for a wax, when the hair is shaggy, when the outfit is not on point, I am far from a fashion plate. Um, I am far from fanatical about that, but I have my standards, and when I have not met those standards, I get a little bit edgy. So bonus tip number 10 to make yourself feel more balanced, build in that time for the grooming. So to sum it up, I don't think most music teachers need more work. We have that in spades. We need more life. And so you can say work-life balance, work-life blend, whatever you like to call it, but here are my 10 ideas on more work-life balance as a busy music teacher. Number one, Date your spouse. Number two, keep in contact with your friends. Let them pour into you and vice versa. Number three, consider a Sabbath. Number four, real food. Number five, worship. Number six, intentional time with your kid. They will not be in your home forever. Number seven, move your body. Number eight, reset your house 
or at least reset something in your house. Number nine, artist date or alone time. And number 10, build in some time for grooming. Now, if you're like me, you feel like you have to check off everything on this list immediately, if not sooner. Let me encourage you, pick one that sounds like a fun idea for you and see if you might fit in your week sometime in the next week or two so you can feel a little bit more yourself, a little less edgy as you go into Thanksgiving break and enjoy a real break. If you're a newer podcast listener to Happier Music Teacher, welcome. Here are a few things you might be able to do to support the podcast. The first is join the Happier Music Teachers Facebook group. That group is a source of joy for me, and I post in it daily. The second thing you might consider is leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And the third is purchasing Happier Music Teacher, currently on F-flat Books and soon to come on Amazon. Thank you for listening to the Happier Music Teacher. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe and tell a friend.